Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week on Erotic Awakening, polyamory in the land of COVID, polyamory in the land of Utah, and sprinkly tits. We'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Among other perks, Patreon supporters get free Kickstarter cards, as well as audible excerpts from our book, Living MS. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. So, uh, Don, uh, later on the podcast, we have David from Utah, who uh, is going to be talking to us about what it's like to be uh, polyamorous in Utah if they don't have another fucking earthquake, which I didn't even know was I a thing. I didn't know that. So this is the first time we've had a, a guest say, uh, yeah, I can, I'll can. i be there, no problem. There may be some aftershocks from the earthquake we just had. We'll talk to him about that in a minute. Because <laughs> really, when you're having a COVID-19 pandemic, Adding a earthquake, earthquake on top of it is exactly what you should That you haven't for. had in 30 years, so that'll that'll be interesting. I'm kind of hoping you do have an aftershock just because it'll be neat, but you're probably not. No, I'm <laughs> sure not he is not. Uh, David will be joining us shortly, uh, but before we get there, uh, Dawn, how are you now? I'm okay. I'm not sleeping too well, so I guess I'm a little anxious, stressed out, something. Trying not to be, but like I said last time, it's it's kind of hard. We've got the, the, the spaces closed down, mm-hmm. which totally disrupts everything I'm doing, right? And then I've got all this free time, and I'll start my projects soon. I've got a couple of things that I've put on hold that I'm getting ready to, to – got some websites to rebuild and another book to write and – Things like that. We need to get our audible done on the mm-hmm. the uh, the poly book, and so things like that. Didn't sleep so well last night. Just took a two hour nap. Feeling kind of perky right now. You sound perky. So I I, I may be up all night tonight too. <laughs> and now Ohio is on lockdown as of midnight tonight. Well, so. we did we did find as we were going through our electronics the other day. I did find you a webcam. So. If you are up till all hours of the day, perhaps you'll have something to do. Except that webcam goes on my computer, which is in our bedroom. So I may be keeping you up. <laughs> it can go on the Chromebook and you can go in the basement. <laughs> there thanks. you go. Um, that works. So last episode, we talked about uh, COVID-19 and power exchange. If you're listening to us, it is May 20. No, it's March 23rd. <laughs> 3rd, I think. Of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some people listen to, they find the podcast and then listen to it later. So it'd be interesting if you listen to this 10 years from now. And if you are nine now and you're 19 and you're like, oh, yeah, that COVID thing. I kind of oh, remember that. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's really weird. It it's is. really weird when I check licenses of people that come into uh-huh. the space and f- there'll be 19 and 2001. Like they, they were just babies. Yeah, so but, they have no. So the, so the Twin Towers, they have no concept. But they were. But. <laughs> If you were born in the 21st century, you're old enough to get in the space. Yes. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so what I mentioned on our last podcast, we talked about COVID-19 and power exchange. And mm-hmm. we said, you know, we're not going to be this big COVID podcast. We'll go back to normal stuff this week. Well, we're not going quite back to normal stuff. So earlier today, one of my partners, uh, Kat, had let me borrow a blood pressure cuff. She let you borrow it a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago. And, you know, they kind of wanted it back. So uh, her and her husband stopped by the house today and got it back. And I literally had to pitch it to her from a good two yards away and said, here it is. Yep. And it's kind of interesting because you actually put the dog on a leash, (laughs) on her 20-foot leash, because um, 
you know, she would love to see Cat. Mm-hmm. And then Cat had to back up and go, nope, dogs are dogs can be carriers. Right. So she didn't want to, if, if she was, you know, if she's carrying it, then she didn't want to give it to the dog to give it to us. If we are, we didn't want to give it to, you know, the dog would. Ha- so we had to pull the dog back into the house mm-hmm. without any pets and, um, you know, without any petting from her. And then, yeah, you toss the blood cuff to her. And then I, I had you toss yeah. her a Lysol wipe. So, right. she could so it and we got to stand there and talk a little bit, but. Um, from a distance. Oh, I got to tra- trade a Pokemon with her. You did? From, from, you did. from a distance. So, yeah. So that was cool. But certainly one of the things for polyamory for me, and I am not a big phone person. I am mm-hmm. not a big. I, I have to be a text person because everybody else in the world is a text person. So I text a lot. But for me, a lot of it is contact. It is um, in-person hugs and mm-hmm. eye gazing and holding hands and sharing space. And I know that um, it's been been strange for you. You Your partner is more of a long-distance partner. Right. Um, so you when you get to see him, like it's this one week of, in, you know, once a week intense or once every other week intense time together. Mm-hmm. So you don't even get the option of you know this, this. It's it's really not reasonable to have a five minute drive by for someone. Oh who no, because it takes me away. ninety minutes to get there. I mean, it's a three hour drive to get to his place and back. Mm-hmm. So to to drive that long just to sit out in front of his house and go, "Hey, I miss you," <laughs> sort of thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, not not going to happen. But he's not a phone person either, and he actually called me today, and that surprised me when he called, and I'm like. Hey, what's up? He's like, I missed you. Just needed Aww. to hear your voice. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So we talked. That's nice. Talked for a while. But what other advice would you give to people? And that's really what we want to get into mm-hmm. is how do how would you recommend people that are polyamorous and suddenly cannot see their partners, right? Mm-hmm. How do you recommend they deal with that? So, well, I kind of like you said, I'm, I'm doing a lot of texting, you know, a lot of emojis, a lot of things like that. And I'm not that much of a Skype person. I'm not that, though we are Skyping with our friends. Mm-hmm. So we've got two friends that we like to, to keep in contact with. So we're Skyping them once a week and making sure we play video games with them and stuff. But um, yeah, with the with the poly partner, I, I'm texting and that's about it. Letting them know I miss them and, and stuff like that. But I got a feeling it's going to get to the point where we're going to be Skyping. I know some people are Zooming. Mm-hmm. I talked to um, uh, one of our other directors today, and she's an extrovert, so so she's chomping <laughs> at the bit, and she's zooming with her with her friends and uh-huh. her other partners because, you know, it's it's kind of hard for us because well, you and I at least you and I are together, right? We're we're self quarantined together, right, right? So at least we have someone to play a board game with or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got another partner that she's alone. Right. So she's actually going to travel back to another city. They're actually going to travel back to another city to be around people mm-hmm. that they know. And um, so it's just really weird. So I guess online stuff, right? You can play online games. You were doing that with one of your partners. Yeah. Um, so specifically, right? One of the yeah, things that we, I've online. been doing, um, I, obviously you're interacting online, but you see so we've learned how to interact differently. I played a game of Dominion with Cat. Mm-hmm. If you go to Dominion.online, you can play the, the, the card game Dominion. So I played a game of Dominion. I played a game of Dominion with Cat and we talked via Skype while we played the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been Skyping video chatting. Ugh. <laughs> I know. It's just not my <laughs> thing, right? 
Right. But been doing some, vi- but you, regardless, right? You got to get away from this is not my thing. Yeah. And make that extra effort. Because because for me, part of poly, what makes poly different than some other types of relationships is that I'm purposefully nurturing the relationship, mm-hmm. right? So during this time, we got to figure out how to purposefully nurture the relationship because, you know, being in self-quarantine, we're, we're not going to be seeing each other. Right. So... You know, I don't, I don't want to go to the, the gas station and, and touch the keypads and stuff like that to get gas and, you know, to make the trip and, and things like that. Yeah. So it's really hard. And I know some people have made different decisions, right? You know, I've talked to some people that are like, I just can't be away from my poly partner. And so they're, they're dr- driving, they're visiting between partners. And I'm like, oh. I, I, I get it, and I get why people are doing that, mm-hmm. but it just feels very dangerous. And I've certainly seen some stories of people that will go to someone's house and walk up to the window mm-hmm. so they can actually, they're, they're in touching distance, right. but they have the window between them, and they call, and they talk, communicate that way. Yeah, That's a neat little thing you can do. It's not what I'm doing, but um, it is something you can do. That right? would be so hard. I couldn't imagine driving, so driving to Dayton to see Big D, having a glass door between uh-huh. us to say hi. And he's on one side of the glass and I'm on the other. That would I, be really, I could see how it would work, work for some mm-hmm. people, but it'd still be very hard for me. I think I'd cry. I think, you know, I wish right now that in the past I have dug sexting and uh, that kind of thing. I'm trying to get into it. I'm not, it's, <laughs> it's really not who I am at the moment, yeah. but it, it, which is unfortunate because you know, we think, oh, that's a teenage thing. Well, you know, it's a way to share intimacy with your partner. For me to be on the phone with you while we uh, mutually self-pleasure. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I haven't gone that far, but I showed you the picture that I put on FET. Mm-hmm. Well, I ended up sending that to, you know, said other partner because I can't just I flash assume that, to be honest. Time. See, I can flash you like right I, here. I see that. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's admit it, though. The story, you've got the story backwards. How do I have it backwards? You took the picture for the partner. And then decided, that's a really good picture of my tit. I'm going to put it on FetLife, too. No, I didn't actually okay, take it for right. them. No, no, no. <laughs> I was somewhere outside where there was nobody else around. And it is actually on my 101 list to take booby pics out in the woods. Okay. <laughs> and it was raining and no one else was in this park. So I went out into the bushes and took a booby pic. Well, there you go. And then I'm like, hey, it's no fun if I don't send it to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> So I sent it to somebody. I was going to say, and you then I showed it to you. Somebody has to, and then I put it on FET. Yes. So, um, <laughs> so for me, it is that extra effort. You know, there there is so much technology that you can use. Um, I can absolutely be doing a better job um, with keeping up with uh, with email and all that kind of stuff. I tell you, one of the challenges, though, one of the last bits I want to talk about, though, on this is one of our partners is ill. Right. It's oh, not yeah. officially. Um, the test results have not come back, right. even though it's been five days. But it's sure. It, but, it, you know, it looks like that. It looks like that. Her. It looks like COVID, obviously. It looks, what we're looks like say. COVID. Um, her uh, offspring mm-hmm. <laughs> that lives with her also getting the symptoms. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, another family member just taken to the hospital. So that's that's rough. It's, I heard her on the phone with you the other night and I could hear the coughing. Oh, yeah. She and was, I'm like, oh, shit. So yeah. that's one of those challenges as a poly partner that, you know, you, gee, I, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. That doesn't involve me actually physically being there. Right. Now, I will say one, the one trick that I did do 
which I'm, um, I don't know, trick. One thing that I did, um, one of my poly partners was having a terrible day. In the midst of all this, the we had these torrential floods. Oh, my and, God. We had, oh, uh, rain like crazy. Yeah, and the room that they live in got flooded out. And apparently there's a literal 100 gallons of water that they ended up shop vacuuming out. Uh, couldn't go over and help, but I did give them my DoorDash login. Oh, and say, that's right. Go buy yourself some Chinese food. That'll yeah. make you feel. Actually, I said, go buy pizza. And they said, actually, Chinese is my go-to. I said, okay, go get Chinese then. Yeah, that's you know? awesome. So it's not like <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't deliver something. I couldn't come over and help, but I could, you know, I could reach we, out that way. We may have to do that with Big D and his wife. Yeah. We were, our Christmas gift for all, right. all four of us was that when <laughs> things slowed down at the space, we were going to go out to dinner. Well, things have definitely slowed down at the space. And we can't go out to dinner, yeah. so maybe we should Skype. <laughs> Each of us fix dinner and Skype, Skype a conversation. So I want to bring in our <laughs> our guest at this point, uh, David from Utah. Uh, David, well, you are uh, hold on before before <laughs> I know you're introducing. Hold on, but David. I have a Just question. hold on. Sorry, but I but I have a question. I, as an introvert, yes, yes. don't know all of these things that can be done. I want to know what other people are doing. What do you have that's creative to stay in touch with your other poly partners or your family members oh, or you. whatever? You. So, you know, give us some ideas. We've got playing games. We've got Skyping. We've got Zoom. Mm-hmm. We've got, I think some people are watching movies together on something with Netflix. Netflix have some kind of a dealio. You can do that. Yep. I heard someone write today that they're having virtual happy hour with some of their friends. So they're mm. all zooming in and everybody's got their own drinks and they're having happy hour. And so I just want to hear, I, I want to hear creative stuff. So listeners, if you feel like reaching out to us at the old Dawn and Dan at Erotic Awakening, tell us how you guys are doing your polyamory in the time of not being able to see each other. Absolutely. So. And as a matter of fact, uh, uh, David from Utah, who I'm officially bringing in now. Okay. Okay. Right. Here we go. <laughs> uh, actually, we're going to, uh, my understanding, David, is you are a little bit of an introvert yourself. Uh, a little bit is definitely underselling it. I love being inside and not dealing with people. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a kind of a, a funny meme out there about how this, we've been we've been prepping for this our yes, whole lives. Yes, introverts have been prepping for this. Whole <laughs> Library, four hundred books, it's, check. <laughs> it's not wrong, you know. On paper, not going to theaters, not going out to eat, all these things are like my dream come true, but. The way that we've come about it, I, I'm not a big fan of. So, yeah, no, I, I like I like being inside. I like not having to interact heavily with large groups of people. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, David, first off, join uh, not well. Second off, thanks for joining the podcast tonight. <laughs> uh, I know you from the Reddit and also the Comic Trades Monthly podcast that you do, but kind of a uh, book club format. And I'm hoping that you do hook up with the um, Johnny Jackhammer, who has Sequential Sex Podcast. You guys could geek out about comic books all day long. And it'll be like when Kevin talks psychology to me, where I just nod blankly going, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, no, no. Johnny Jackhammer is the one that found me my Beauty and the Beast comic book that I was looking for. So that the naughty version. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love those ones. Those ones are real good. Uh-huh. <laughs> so David, I, I think what we're going to talk about today, um, other than, you know, anything that we've just talked about, obviously the whole polyamory <laughs> thing that you might want to mention, but also you have this really interesting situation where you come from a place where polyamory is accepted, legal, welcomed with open arms, Oh, I, yeah, totally. I might slightly have this wrong, but my understanding is you are from the land of the Salt Lake City in Utah area, right? 
That's correct, yeah. And did you grow up as a Mormon? Uh, as of December 20th uh, of last year, I was Mormon, yeah. I, I got my paper saying that my name was removed from records just last year. Okay. So tell me about – so, all right, first off, do Mormons mm-hmm. practice polyamory? Uh, no, not the standard advertised Mormons. There are off branches called the FLDS, um, and they are the ones who practice polyamory under the under the guise of Mormonism. Okay, but if I remember correctly, and this is what we have some friends out in Salt Lake City, and the way they explained it to us, you've mainly you've got two kinds of people. You've got people that are Mormons. And you've got people that are heavily tattooed and have dyed hair and tattoo or uh, piercings coming from their nose to point out the fact that they're not Mormons. Now, I'm sure that's not exactly the way things go, but how tricky or how chancy is it to be a Mormon in, or I'm sorry, to be a, to practice polyamory in a place that is a little bit more conservative? conservative. Yeah. Um. So, so Utah is a right-to-work state. So if, you, they, if your moral ambiguity does not align with your employer, they have the right to uh, fire you on the spot. Um, and I worked for a company that would do that, and I have seen it in the past. And uh, when I first started practicing polyamory, it was really scary. Um, Don, you said on a podcast a couple episodes ago where you're like, you're, you're passive poly, so you're not advertising and you just kind of like feel the waters. Right. And um, there's actually a law here in Utah, well, up until about two years ago, where it was illegal for a man to have a sexual relationship outside of his relationship. Not any other way around, <laughs> but for, for a man, uh, male identifying to, I, to have that sexual encounter, they could get arrested. And if that was to become public knowledge, they could also then lose their job. So mm. it's it was kind of terrifying for a while. Oh, I bet. So so as a as a woman, I got a free pass though, right? Yep. No matter what, you sleep with sleep with him while he's married, while he's single, while he's currently in another polyamorous situation, whatever. You, you're you're in the clear. Wow. That's yeah. No, we're not moving. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you get past this idea? I mean, and I am not going to say that I truly understand it, but I have a friend who's a, uh, they term it recovering Mormon. And mm-hmm. how do you get past that? All right, I'm going to let go of this religion. And I'm also going to accept this alternative lifestyle and be okay with it. Or did it happen in the opposite direction? Did you start feeling the alternative vibes and then say, uh, maybe this whole Mormonism ain't all it's cracked up to be. I mean, I can definitely only blame my wife for this. Uh, my wife, who was not Mormon, um, she would just be like questioning everything of like, what the, what does this mean to you? And I remember we got into a fight when we were dating in high school about a poly, poly situation that arose where a poly relationship could have sprouted. And I was very, uh, I was an asshole about it. Just no way putting, you know, moving beyond it. I was, I was just, an asshole about it. I'm like, this is, this is disgusting. This, this is offensive to our relationship. And ever since then, I, I kind of sat down and, and I reevaluated, um, who am I? Who, what do I love? Who do I love? How do I love? And does that align with this? And then that kind of opened up these doors of like, what, what was 
polyamory and why is it so frowned upon? And then you start doing really scary research like Joseph Smith. uh, One of the the most popular ones is that he had a sexual relationship with a 14 year old. And and that's that's terrifying. That's gross. And that's um, that's something that kind of shocks you awake and you go, do I do I want to be associated with somebody who does who who does things like that? You know, and so they kind of grew in two different paths definitely moving at different speeds but the yeah I, I would say that they they started from the same seed and they they grew to be two different full trees at the same time very cool wow so I, ha- yeah, yeah. And, and we're just sitting here like wow <laughs> and i have to get now, over the, my only education in mormonism is the musical book of mormon <laughs> and even though i've seen it 3 times i don't really know that i really get the whole uh, Mormon concept. So, so whatever, when you say Joseph Smith, I, I can't help but think Joseph Smith, your village is shit. But, uh, go ahead. Yeah. It's one of the better representations of Joseph Smith in my mind, but what do I know? Uh, I, I did want to touch on the fact that um, the, the FLDS group here in Utah, they have been, they're the ones that you see more of the polygamy news uh, nationally of like, well, they found, that this guy had 20 wives and a lot of them were under age. Um, and as of this year, this was actually something that we, we had to reschedule, uh, Dan. We, I couldn't have talked about this until now, but a, f- uh, a few weeks ago, they actually just passed a law saying that they're decriminalizing or at least reserving punishment for polygamy because what these polygamy groups have been doing is saying you're doing something illegal and if you go to the cops, you're in trouble. Uh, just as much as I am. Oh. So they have kind of taken these laws and they, they've like relaxed them and they said, okay, if you come to us because of a bad situation and you say you're in a polygamy situation, we're going to not punish you for that, but we'll take everything else seriously. Okay. So the, the hope is that it removes the, the stigma and the fear of people who might be in uh, an underage situation. And that's, where a lot of the icky, gross feelings in the, in the Utah state really revolve around polygamy now. Hmm. So the men were using that law to keep, j- just my verbiage, the, the, mm-hmm. to keep the women trapped in the situation exactly. because the women would get punished because they were in that situation. Exactly. Wow. And that's just... That, ugh. That, that's been a widely known fact in Utah for many, many years. And it, it, it kind of like testing those waters. My, my current job is much more liberal, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was doing the passively like advertising. Somebody asked me how my Christmas was. And I was like, well, I went to this partner's and I went to that part. Why do you keep saying partner? Um, and I was like, well, because I have my wife and then I have um, my non-binary partner. Um, and I spent you know time with them. And they actively were like, oh, yeah, that's totally fine. And then they would then say things like, oh, well, you know, you're, you're an adulterer anyway, so why does it matter? And shit like that. So it, oh. it was, there's a stigma of just even having multiple relationships that you are not a good person because of it. And it's made the, the, the kink group and the, and the polyamorous group really so close-knit that um, my, my wife and I, we call it very incestuous. Because I'm dating one person, but that person's now dating 
uh, person X and my wife is dating person X and we all just kind of connect in this weird spider web. So if you ask me, it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You know, how, how far away am I from any person who is in the kink community? I can easily state, well, my wife dates this person and this person dates that person. And then you're here. Hmm. Wow. I can just imagine how difficult or I can't imagine how difficult it would be to be Polly and trying to explain it in the state of Utah where <laughs> polygamy has such a bad rap. Right. So yeah. they're automatically judging you instead of listening to what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's really yeah. kind of valuable where and and we're losing a little bit of this edge because uh which neither good nor bad. It used to be if you told somebody, "Oh yeah, I practice polyamory," they would look at you with a blank stare and say, "Why? Mm -hmm. What's that?" And it gives you the opportunity yeah. to explain where it sounds like your situation is they're going to just assume polyamory is the same thing as polygamy, the same thing as these underaged uh, wives and say, oh, I know what that's all about. You scumbag. Exactly. Yeah. So how do you how do you how do you navigate something like that? Or do you actually have like a I mean, there's there's two ways to do it, right? You either stay under the radar and stay um, somewhat out of the limelight or you actively mm -hmm. engage in educating people and say, no, this is the reality. And I guess if you're at a uh, a place where you might get fired for being public, that's not the great way to go. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's scary. And that's why we have such a tight knit community, but also very incestuous again. I'm just like, well, that person's dating this person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, pretty much half of the state of Utah is probably fluid bonded at this point. You know, <laughs> um, but what it came down to is that for those first couple of years, where it was illegal to have extramarital affairs, mm -hmm. it, it was just something that I didn't talk about publicly at work or usually unless like, hey, this guy might might be doing like weed or something. So I've got, you know, he's kind of on the chill side, but this person, follow, you know, follows the law to the T. They are the, the lawful good person. <laughs> so I'm going to avoid sharing that story with them. Right. Um but one of the other things that I'll do is to some of the friends that I'm not 100% out to, um, I'll just say, you know, a girlfriend of mine or, you know, just try and use very neutral language so that way it doesn't raise any red flags. And if somebody does stop and ask, like, hey, what did you mean by a girlfriend of yours? Mm -hmm. I can, I can like, kind of assess the situation of, like, all right, how well do I know this person? Is this person currently Mormon? Or have they left the church? Because a good number of people here in the state have. Um, can I confide in them and say, this is my situation. Um, almost 10 years ago now, my wife and I decided that we were going to practice uh, a not non-traditional relationship. It's called non-monogamy, or you may know it as this, and just kind of slowly open up like the book and not like open up the dictionary in the middle of it and just like, bam, there's the big word. Just kind of like, <laughs> so we're, we're cracking the spine. Here's, here's the idea. Let me know if you have any questions. Um, so you kind of, for, for a very long time, you had to be very careful about, you know, what, what do they say? Do they say something that makes you feel that they're a safe person? Do they say something that makes you think, oh, I am not definitely going to mention that. Um, at my job, I had to go to somebody's house and it had a Mitt Romney sign on the front yard. And I was like, <laughs> that is a person I am not going to communicate my relationship status to. Sure. Um, or worry about correcting them when it comes to my wife's pronouns. It's um, it's just 
there are some battles that you're not going to win and there are some battles that you are going to lose dramatically to. Sure. So sure. why spend the energy? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. So that's going to be a tough situation. So do you got do you, how do you, so. Wait, wait, is there an aftershock yet? No, no, no there's not been okay. an aftershock yet. <laughs> there was one this morning on my drive in. Um, hopefully, uh, yeah, Wednesday morning, my wife and I woke up and 10 minutes after the alarm went off, uh, we had a 5.7 uh, earthquake less than two miles from my front door. Wow. <laughs> so it's been a fun anxiety roller coaster that I get and I don't know when I'm on the roller coaster. It's fun. It's great. Fine. So how do you how do you meet people in this situation uh, like that? Good how question. do you date? I mean, polyamory dating is in general is kind of a pain in the butt. But mm-hmm. um, we have here at here at the Columbus Space, we have a monthly polyamory, uh, poly Columbus gathering mm-hmm. and it gets anywhere mm-hmm. from 20 to 50 people. So it's easy to meet other polyamory well, people. And we've actually got two other meetings. we got poly and kinky and we've got new to poly. Right. So right. we've got three mm. meetings that meet here. So how do you so meet people we, in that situation? I mean, the internet has become the greatest tool of our lifetime for situations like this. Um, okay. Cupid is really, really good about that. Tinder, honestly, as, as terrible as it is, um, it's also really good about frontline, non-monogamous, boom, done. There it is. I don't have to have that conversation. If they want to talk about it, cool. Um, because of the fact that my wife and I are kinky and we, we, I say we, it's really, really just, uh, Zier goes to the, the events and I, I eventually meet them as we, they come over to, to do a private scene or something. And, uh, so yeah, a lot of polyamorous people kind of mesh with the kink community because we're we're the rebels looking outside looking in kind of situation and that that's really what it comes down to is we there are a few facebook groups for utah and polyamory it's a very private thing um you don't talk about it outside of outside of the group and you have to be in uh i don't think invited but you have to like uh request access and fill out kind of a a severe questionnaire um and yeah it, it, it was it was it, it's been it's been better these past two three years, but it's it's still something where you just kind of like it feels like a drug dealership. Hey, are you Polly? Are you <laughs> you doing the non monogamy? It sounds like are you doing the pot? Are you doing the exactly. non monogamy? <laughs> are you are you riding the green dragon? <laughs> cool. Well, David, I do not um, envy the situation there, no, but it sounds like it's getting better with the law change. Yeah, did, we're, we're, did you did you not hear him say Mitt, Mitt Romney? Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Although I will give props to Mitt Romney, there's a particular vote that was voted on not too long ago, and he's the only vote one that voted with his conscience instead of with the party. But that's not for this podcast. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure that the one thing I know about him is not counter the 99 other things that he is. So anyway, um, so David, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Uh, we, one more question for you, if you don't mind, do you by mm-hmm. chance know of the Wasatach Academy or the wondering. refinement of ladies and gentlemen of leather? Uh, I've, I've heard of the name Wasatch. Yes. Uh, oh, that's yeah, the word I've I heard, wanted. I've, yeah. <laughs> it, it, we have weird words here in Utah as far as names. So there's no, there's no failure there. If if you happen to roll back to EA 290 and 280, those are our two podcasts that we've done about 
uh, Utah. Things that kinky oh. things that happen in Utah. Yeah. Granted, that was back in 2015 and 2016. I don't know if I was actually going to ask you if you knew the the person that that ran ran that group, but I don't remember their fet life names, so yes. I didn't want to out them. Um, I I probably don't. My wife again because introvert. Um, <laughs> I was joking about beforehand that nobody really knows my scene name. Um, and they just refer to me as the husband or husband because it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, the husband couldn't make it out tonight or, oh, where's the husband? Because they just knew that my wife was married. And so every now and again, when I walk in, husband, <laughs> it's an unofficial nickname. It's fantastic. It's nice. not bad. Uh, Don and I are the worst introverts ever because we actually, um, co-run the place where everybody gathers. So we right. have no mm. choice but to be here around other but people. But we have our offices that we hide in. <laughs> yes. Apparently, <laughs> just because you turn the light off and lock the door doesn't stop people from saying, Dan, 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 are you <laughs> that back? That is there? true. Okay. So David, hang out <laughs> with us for a little bit while we go through the rest of this. Um, Dawn, we are no longer doing the flirty question I of the got, day. I couldn't do them anymore. No, <laughs> they, they were, were so bad. So instead, someone sent us this thing. That's It's a limits questionnaire. And okay. um, I, honestly, I'd rather use the Kickstarter cards, right? That's how, sure. I, that's how I negotiate. But this is a, holy shit, 13-page front and back limit list, right? So there's all these activities, mm-hmm. right? And then you're supposed to mark it if you've got experience, if you're willing to do it and any comments about it. Okay. So, but, but we could go that route or I could just give you a list of things. <laughs> well, let's, so this so week, some of the things on the list this okay. week, you can ask me and David about the first three next week. I'll ask you. Okay. So, so going right off the top, right? So right off the top. So we'll start David, with you the, want the you want, David, you can have the second one. I'll take the first one. Let's All see right. How this works. Perfect. Okay. So I'm going to say the activity and uh-huh. tell me what your experience is with it, if any. Okay. And if you're willing to do it. All right. Okay. So the first one is abandonment play. I, I'm, a, I'm a, David, I'm sure you're in with this, with me on this one. We're introverts. So sure. Yep. Really? <laughs> Would you be? <laughs> I, I can't say that I am familiar with abandonment play. Um, I can wrap my, I can understand the concept of it, but I does not hold any interest to me. And I don't really know that it's even a thing. Yeah, I guess it is a it, thing. It right? is a thing. I have heard about it. I know of a couple of people that actually. I know one person that actually has dabbled with this, and it's part of their power exchange. Actually, so is it some kind of fucked up? It word? is a. Fuck, well, it's it's. I a, don't want. It. Obviously, we're not trying to yuck on play. anybody's oh, no, yum. No, no, no. But. but it's a it's a um a mental power exchange of the dominant going, I am the boss and. I don't feel like paying attention to you right now. Okay. Go away. You know, abandonment I, I play. Was, I was taking it the other way. I'm just like, all right, I'm leaving. And then just getting in the car and driving for like an hour and then come back. Right. So, yeah. I was then thinking about the people who like live really light. I can't remember the term for it, but like they have very few belongings. And then you just get home one day and all of their stuff is gone. And yeah. Maybe that's hard mode, but at the same time, like <laughs> that could that, be that was part the first, of it too. First yeah. Place I went to. yeah. Yeah, that I mean, could be part of it too. I know the person that I know that actually plays with this, her dominant will they'll have like a scene that's like degrading, 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 breakdown, degrading, degrading, uh-huh. and then he leaves. Ugh. And she has to put herself back together. So and that's part of their thing. I I 
Hey, podcast listeners, if you dig this play, please write us an email and get on the podcast because I'm not getting it. Yeah. Again, not trying to yuck on anybody's yum. I just, it's just one of those things I can't wrap my head around. Well, maybe, I mean, I know who this person is and they, they, we've no, I don't think we've ever had them on the podcast before. Let me talk to them and make sure that's exactly what I'm understanding about what they do and see if I can get them to talk about it. Because right. for me, that's a trigger. If, if you, if you, Remember, I w- that was one of the yes. things that I requested of you if so, we ever argued at the beginning was that you did not leave the house. You could shut yourself in a closet and not right. talk to me, <laughs> but please don't leave the house. <laughs> all right. All right. That, that one was no fun. Dawn, okay. David, so, you get number two. So, all right. Okay. All right. So number two is abrasion play. So I know people that have done that like with sandpaper and things like that. So abrasion play. Do you have uh, experience and what's your willingness? Uh, definitely. I have some experience. Uh, I had a partner where we would do drumsticks um, to a song um, and I would just drum out the rhythm on, you know, some body part. And I, I'm a big fan. I, I can enjoy it. I, I, it definitely is. There's more of a thrill afterwards for me because then you get like the day or two of the bruises or the, or the scratches. Cause I'm also, I also enjoy knife play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just kind of get those day, next few days of just pictures and, and seeing it up close and personal, I'm like, Ooh, that's a, that's a really good one. Or, Ooh, I didn't really think that one would show up. So yeah, nice. uh, experience and we'll do again and again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, and then we had a friend who still comes to the space actually. And years and years ago, his dominant would take him around in a van, put sandpaper on his nipples. Mm-hmm tape the sandpaper to the nipples with like band-aids or something and then go driving on bumpy roads. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole abrasion thing on the nipples. I'm like, Oh yeah, Uh I like, I like nipple play, but I I don't know about, about that. So, okay. So, and I get number three, which is, um, I mentioned this on the the last podcast that I was going to bring this up. Acrophilia, which is sexually attracted to heights. And I, I don't, get it i would have to say i am not sexually attracted to heights what i am attracted to is the fear of falling but i don't want to be high up (laughs) i don't want to actually be in a position where i could get maimed if i fell so so like with the the suspension that i did with sparky right i didn't want to be high up off the ground because i'd never done that before so I'm like eight inches off the ground on this frame that he has, but I'm suspended. So if I close my eyes, I have that fear of heights, which turns me on, but not actually, I'm not actually turned on by heights. That would be, um, for those that are interested in such a thing, on episode 507 of the podcast, not that long ago, we talked with uh, Miss McKenzie, who oh, that's right. um, talks about the gi- giant, giantess. Ooh, I Gigant- can't say that. Giganticism. Thank you. Fetish. Um, so that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, but again, you know, like me, it's, it's more of, it's one of those things that, oh, that's pretty interesting. I don't get it. Yeah. Right. Just doesn't so do I'd it for love me. To, yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Look, I'm feeling very unkinky now, Don. I want one more. Give me one more. <laughs> okay. So one more. We actually know somebody. Have we talked to this person? Um, Algamatophilia. I don't know how to pronounce it. Algamatophilia. It's a sexually attracted to statues or dolls. Well, apparently I am not a kinky motherfucker because none of the things we've talked about today is. A, but we a, have someone that's attracted to dolls. They actually have a poly relationship with a doll. Have yep. we actually talked to him? 
Not about that. No, we have a we have a friend that's in the lifestyle that I don't know how they feel about their name being used, so we won't. Uh, who does indeed have a poly partner that is a living doll, one of those not not human, just right, right, not, not yeah. like the the that fetish, but a life size plastic or whatever the hell they're made out of doll mm-hmm. that they um, and it's not the stiff. Blowjob doll. Right. It, this right. one actually, if, if you just glance at her, I mean, she's sitting in a wheelchair and they they roll her around. So if you just glance at it, you would probably mistake this for a human. Mm-hmm. So it's really or neat. put it in your car for the carpool lane. Right, right. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, let's let's talk to him too. So, cool. All right. Well, apparently awesome. I'm so not there's, finished. Not there's, there's four. Or, well, we have our things that were... Well, here's what I, one of the things I am interested in. Uh, Kayubi sent me a uh, picture from the FetLife of a beautiful pair of breastuses with not only sprinkles on them, which we've seen before, but an ice cream cone between the two breastuses. So that sounds like a meal to me. That was awesome. So, yes, and tentacles. People are bored. They're sending me tentacles. <laughs> this is awesome. So Marty actually sent me, um, it was it was an octopus made from bike chains. So it was kind of neat how it was, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the tentacles themselves were made out of bike chains. So that was really cool. And then um, Erinish Comics sent me Sailor Moon versus a tentacle monster. So that was awesome. But the, the one that I like the most, so well, not the most, the one that I find really fun uh-huh. Uh, Jet Ski Mermaid recently had a new business move in next door to them, and they didn't know what the hell they were, and they Googled what it was. It was something called Bad Dragon, which <laughs> you and I know very well. I love the Bad Dragon. So, so they uh, they Googled the Bad Dragon, and then they said, well, I immediately had to reach out to Dawn to tell them about my new neighbors. Woohoo! So I may have to go Bad Dragon, uh, for those that don't know, you should probably just Google that, but... Don't do that from home or from work. From, don't, don't do it not from work. work safe at all. No. Yes. Um, and then uh, John D. sent me a tentacle cyber girl. So that was kind of rock on. Oh, and then uh, Marty sent me another one. It was the floor painting. So I couldn't tell if it was a business. It had to have been a business as wide as the halls were. But the view was they're standing at one end of the hallway. And if you look down the hallway, this huge octopus has been painted on the floor and then half the side of the walls below windows. So that was pretty amazing. Maybe we can do that in our new condo. When we pull no, that tile up, we'll have the... Um. Yeah, you know what? I'm willing to do the <laughs> octopus chandelier somebody sent us. You should give, that should be it. That would be cool. So, And then um, Ordeth sent me the pewter tentacle ring. So kind of awesome. That is a lot of tentacles in a food. That is a lot Not of much tentacles. food on boobs. I'm sorry. I don't know Well, you're I sorry. sent you the boobs in the woods... Maybe you should get people to do boobs <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> and then we get people arrested. <laughs> oh, it's for a podcast. It's okay. Don, you said you posted something on the Instagram lately? I oh, did. Did you post that one of the two games of Terraforming Mars that we played? I did. I did. Oh, did so you? I did. So <laughs> showed people that we were playing board games while we are uh, sequestered away. So, so. Uh, David, you're uh, polyamorous and an introvert. Are you also into board games? I love board games. I am huge into D and D. Do you know nice. uh, Terraforming Mars? I do. I'm. I'm. A, I. I haven't played it yet, but I've seen some really fun gameplay of it. Yes, yeah, we've we've uh, we played two games as in our lockup, and both of them 
we're within three points of each other. So now I'm afraid to play another game because I'll make one tiny mistake. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And I will finally beat you. Yes. So. so what do you, and this has nothing to do with anything at all. So David, playing the D&D, are you using roll D20 or how are you uh, playing so in this time of disconnect of people? Or are you just not, uh, just not playing right now? My group canceled. Yes. Literally yesterday we decided that we're going to put it on pause. Um, I'm offering like, non it's hard to say non-canonical but it's just like non-main storyline elements through uh discord okay. so we can all just hop on yeah. we can we can roll some dice do some role playing get out of our heads and communicate to other people uh, one of my other groups right now we only go once a month so we haven't hit that that right. number yet um but yeah it's uh it's been frustrating, but we're, we're, we're figuring out like there's a tabletop simulator, which mm -hmm. allows you to invite a bunch of people in and it looks like you're sitting at a table and you can move figurines around and you mm -hmm. can roll dice or you can even get Monopoly as like a mod so you can still play board games <laughs> with everyone else around the world. Yeah, that's that's what we're doing is the the roll twenty roll twenty dot net, yeah, yeah. and um, that's another way we're going to be staying in touch because I told Big D that we yeah. would get up with him and start a a Savage World game. Lady so, Kaya and her husband as well. I invited them to play our new roll twenty game. So cool. So we'll be able to do that. So on Instagram, you'll see a picture of what terraforming Mars looks like, and I will try to get better. I actually vegged a lot last week while going through some anxiety and just sure. chilling. So didn't didn't keep up to date with the Instagram pictures, but we will try to do better with that. You can find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day as Erotic Awakening. You probably said that already. I may have. I don't remember. But we also <laughs> have new subscribers to the newsletter we want to mention real quick. So like? actually, I think we mentioned these last time. I forgot to take them off the list. Oh. So, but if anybody else would like to join, get your EA shout out, head over to eroticawakening.com and you'll find a link to the EA newsletter. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen, or just tell your friends. Or if you're going to pitch a podcast to me, I want to listen to your podcast, but don't oh, yeah. tell me here's the Google or here's iTunes and here's Spotify. And fuck you if you don't use those, because I don't use iTunes, and I don't understand listening to a podcast on Spotify. Great if you want to put them there. Give me an RSS feed. I'm just saying. Oh, that that's would one be of my awesome. pet peeves, apparently, yeah. because somebody just sent me another link to. Oh, what a cool sounding podcast! Yeah, and I'm like, well, here's here's the Google Play link. Great. Where's the link to the thing that I use? Right. Or just give me an RSS feed. I'll plug in my own thing. Right. I didn't know I had a rant about that in the <laughs> totally so does inappropriate that mean there's podcast out there that i'm not going to find on my app for podcast yes yes oh well that kind of sucks anyway all right so <laughs> if you like what we're doing head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening and take a look at the options like discounted stuff extra content and more bye dan are we leaving already i guess so bye david Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. <laughs> oh, fine. I'll say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Bye.